This Off the Hazel podcast is now driven by Delari Nissan Regina. Nissan. And that's four birdies in a row for Drew Kocher to close out the day with a smooth 69, ladies and gentlemen. And would you look at that, Troy Kosher stripes one right down the middle on the wrong fairway. The Reverend can't drive, he can't hit his irons, and he can't putt, but boy can that guy drink. You're listening to Off the Hosel, presented by Nissan Regina. Now here's your host, Drew Kosher, and co-host, Troy McClure Kosher. Alrighty, hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Off the Hosel. My name is Drew Koser and I am your host. This is episode number 52 and will be our first and last episode before we drop into the new year of 2021. I am not joined by my brother as he's working today, but we are joined by the Reverend in Daniel Hagel. Oh, what's up man? How are you? What's going on? Uh, not too much. Healing. What about you, man? Uh, not too much at all. I mean, obviously, as everyone would understand right now, Hagel's not in studio today. Uh, he's taking care of his niece. So, uh, just a good guy in Danny Boy. Uh, quickly here, as always, this is brought to you by Nissan Regina. They are located at 1111 Broad Street. Great service, great vehicles, great people. And I mean, check them out today because these things are money. Check out the new 2021 Rogue that has now been launched. These things look deadly. So check them out today, Nissan Regina, 1111 Broad Street in Regina. And always quick reminder here, we're at Divots Indoor Golf, best place to be at in the winters. I mean, I haven't, uh, I can't say nothing but good things about this place. It's unreal, um, you know, great people, good food, good service. Uh, golfing is unreal all winter. So if you're not playing golf right now this winter, uh, you should be. So check out Divots Indoor Golf located at Rochdale Boulevard. All right, Danny, open forum. What's uh, what's going on? What's new in your life? What's up? How's Christmas? Uh, it was a good Christmas, even though obviously didn't do too much. But um, yeah, it was all right. Just kind of chilled out here and been watching the World Juniors. Um, watch watch Team Canada absolutely dummy uh, Germany there. And then uh, got was it Game Three today? So. Um, yeah, I don't know, not too much, man. Just chilled out over these holidays. Obviously, can't really do much with the restrictions, but uh, it's been a pretty chill uh, couple weeks here. So, uh, how's your Christmas, man? And what have you been up to? Yeah, man, very, uh, very similar. You know, obviously, with the 2020 uh, pandemic, uh, Christmas is a little different, but you know, got these some good food and you know, crush a lot of booze. So, it was, uh, you know, now I'm back in the back in the gym working out, which is uh, hurting my body every day. I even talk about the new gym. year, new coach, or what? New year, new coach. Yeah, you betcha. I've been saying that for a few years now. So, um, but no, this year I'm actually grinding because I need to get back in shape. But no, Christmas was good. I got pretty spoiled for my parents, so it was nice. Um, yeah, and then watching obviously a lot of World Juniors. You know, I was gonna ask you about uh, just even Team Canada. Like, I, I wasn't a huge, uh, huge fan of them in uh, Game Two for sure. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely think they've. They've got to play a lot better than that when they play against these uh, better teams like Finland and once they do the cross for, for playoffs against Russia, U.S., and Sweden, they'll, 
they'll dummy them if they don't play uh, better than that. So. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know if Canada beats USA, to be honest with you. Um, USA is just so strong, and they have obviously a tough pool, but I mean, I just think Canada needs a bit more urgency. Um, they, but at the same time. What's that, sorry? Uh, uh, that's just it. They didn't. It just seemed like they weren't playing with that. They weren't playing bad, but they weren't playing great. You know what I mean? They weren't. They weren't playing with that urgency. And against Slovakia, what they beat them what three one? You got to beat yeah. a team like that a lot more. You know, Slovakia was barely in it, hanging on the whole time. They didn't play bad by any means, but Canada should have slaughtered them, and uh, they didn't do that. But we'll see how they play today. Well, yeah, absolutely. Well, even I was just you know watching that game, and you know I was. I mean, obviously, I coach hockey. I mean, you played long enough. You know, you know they, they, they take two bad penalties, I thought, late in the third. And, you know, I'm losing my mind. I mean, at the same time, like, those are bad penalties you can't take in, you know, a semifinal game against USA or oh. Russia or whatever it is. Good, good, good teams are going to make you pay for that, right? Like, Well, yeah, and I, I really, you know, if Czech scores there, they go 2-2, right? And, and actually, that pass that went back to the point... They were scoring there. If that puck didn't roll over the stick, of course you know that happens, right? Obviously every every now and then. But it rolled over the D-man stick, and obviously Pierre Fetty bangs it in for a three-one empty netter insurance goal. But um, I'm looking forward to yeah, like you just mentioned game three as we're recording this uh, Tuesday. This drops now Wednesday, but um, okay. you know, obviously I'm still rooting for Canada. Obviously I'm a, <laughs> I'm a Canada guy, so I hope that they uh, they figure it out because at the same time uh, you want to have some good hockey games to watch. Oh, yeah, for sure, and uh, they're playing against Switzerland, I think, today, so that should be a pretty easy win, but who knows? Let's see how they play today. Absolutely. Okay, and I was going to ask you, did you watch the game last night? Um, who was oh, it? Switzerland and Sweden. No, uh, no, I watched Czech and Russia, though. See, see the Czechs shut out Russia? What's going on? <laughs> well, Czechs aren't that bad, but... No, Russia. Like I, I was telling you off the, off the line via text, when I was in Bonneville in 2018, I had to, I had to watch a lot of these Canadians and and, and Russians play in that uh, World Junior Challenge in Bonneville. Um, and that team was, you know, all under 17s playing a, in a U19 tournament. Man, they're good. Like I was just shocked that they they haven't scored as many goals as they were in that tournament because I believe they lost in the semis to the to the states that year. But um, I'm expecting Russia to have uh, you know the Russian gas moving forward here. Anyway, so the reason why I was asked that question about Switzerland, uh, this guy stops 65 saves and doesn't even get a game star. I was baffled. Oh, was it, wasn't it 75 by the end of it or something? I thought it... Maybe I not, lost count maybe, but I thought it was, it was around either that. Either way, that's <laughs> And then they only won, what, 3-1 or 3 nothing? then it was? It wasn't like yeah, a blowout. And that was, uh, who was it against? US, Sweden. Sweden sir? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah I was how, just, how did they? How does he not get gold, uh, MVP of the game? Yeah, I was. That's the one time I was like, yeah, this guy probably should have won the, should have won the game MVP, but it is what it is. Yeah. All right, man. Okay. Yep. Let's move into some power rankings. Uh, wow, the internet kind of blew up uh, the other night. We dropped uh, ten to six, and well, we're rip them off again here. Ten was Jeremy Ride. Nine was Ty Wright. Eight, Sean Dunphy. Seven, Mitch Matterchuk. And six, Dave Stewart. And there was a lot of um, communicating on Twitter about some of these guys were listed. Now, quickly again to reiterate this, this is not a all-time list. Me and my outsider, Tommy, do not have a say really where these guys go. 
He does all the, the mathematics because I can't count past three. So he does all that, and I just put out the content. So we asked earlier in the, in the, before we started doing this, before Christmas and stuff, about sending your list in. And that was obviously pretty crucial and important, but the lot, you know, it's good banter though. I didn't hate it. I was, I was comical. I was enjoying it. There's a lot of good, good points. A lot of points. I was like, what? Didn't make sense. But people are starting to follow it. They're getting intrigued by it. And like I said at the top too, if you don't make this list, and if you didn't get in it, or if you're not happy where you are, you know what? You you do multiple things. You just say, you go online and complain about it, or you play better this year and work hard on your game or you just don't let it bother you so but I was going to ask your thoughts though Dan I mean obviously you've seen NHL draft ranking lists and you've you see my list where I put guys and you disagree with me and it I just wanted to ask on your thoughts and I mean related to hockey if you have to but uh what are your thoughts on just the power rankings and just some of the comments yeah it was uh it's pretty sweet I think everybody for the most part everyone appreciated what you did with that and um I thought it was a good idea and get those local names out and stuff like that. And yeah, if guys, guys are pissed off about it, nope. prove us wrong. You know what I mean? Like that's all you can do. Or just like you said, don't, don't care about it. Right. It's kind of uh there's no point in getting mad or upset about it. Just absolutely. Like, I mean, at the same time, I was probably, I was like, first time I was in, in a lot of the list. I'm like, all right. It's like, I actually, someone asked me the other day, they're like, this even <laughs> someone's like, Did he, I thought kosher just started a golf podcast and he's just a hack. I'm like, Oh, great. I appreciate that. So, but no, I mean, no, that's, now that's I gotta me, work hard. Rev, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, at the same time, I have to either just go work hard on my game, and which I have been doing lately. So I hope it pays off. But at the same time, I'm not gonna get upset about it if I if I'm not number one or if I'm not in the top twenty-five. It is what it is. These are all voted yeah. on by your peers, and they don't play. So, no, it's good. All right, so this week we'll be dropping uh, on Friday as our content creator Christian is sitting here right beside me. He will have five to one. Uh, numbers five to one, and that's going to be another exciting week. We just got over 1,900 views in the, on week three. In week one, we had over 3,000 views. Week two, uh, just under four, uh, just under 3,000. Sorry. So people are listening. They're 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 texting. They're talking about it. So things are important here. And after we announce five to one, we will be having a finalized list. I know some things have changed due to more lists coming in. Um, so just hold your breath. And again, it is what it is. And at the same time, just play hard and work hard and have fun this summer, I guess. So. Yep. Could have said it better myself. Deadly. All right, Danny. So here's the next question here. We we asked our listeners uh, what they want to chat about or we, what, what they want to hear us chat about. Obviously, Troy isn't here today, but uh, I know he's on the same boat as me. But I'll ask you. So we had a, a couple of questions. Um, you know, one of our... Uh, faithful listeners out in Montreal there or Toronto sorry uh, Jeremy Hanley I believe his name yeah RV3Bomb Instagram handle this is a little free plug for you bud uh, 2021 trip so I know I've talked to you I've talked to Troy and Christian about it I want to get out to hopefully in 2021 in Montreal to the RBC Canadian Open that's the first time it's been hosting there in 40 plus years which is unreal um, also, I want to go to, uh, you know, head out to BC at some point, you know, do some content out there, play some golf with some of our guests, um, you know, meet some of those beauties, you know, Jojo Mason and Dallas Smith. And, um, but yeah, so I was going to ask, what were your thoughts on the 2021 trips for, uh, upcoming year? Obviously, hopefully there's no COVID. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be, that'd be pretty, that'd be a hell of a trip. 
going to Montreal, hey, for that uh, RPC. That'd be uh, up there for sure. Um, I don't know. All you can do is really hope right now, right? I mean, we've talked before that even just local local stuff here in Saskatchewan, it'd be awesome to go to the tournaments if we can have them for uh, the 2021 20, summer. And uh, all we can do is kind of cross our fingers and hopefully there's no uh, no more COVID affecting any of those trips. So kind of the same boat as you, man. Absolutely. Well, and we're definitely trying, you know, and even if we do get out there, we're going to have it on our social media, obviously in our pod and we'll pump it out. And, you know, if you want to come hang out with us or whatever, I mean, we're not that cool, but I mean, at the same time, we'll, we'll definitely go for a beer with you and we'll talk uh, whatever you want to talk about at the same time. I mean, we're all yeah. pretty likable guys, I think. So, um, and we'll play some golf. So just stay tuned for that. Um, next question is from Kyle Peters, uh, PGA caddy. Dan, he's been FaceTiming lots lately, and this is another good question for you to answer as well. Um, he asked, because he's playing hockey now for like the first time in his life, and <laughs> he's asking for now lessons, um, hockey lessons on stick handling and, well, what did he say? Hockey lessons and talking about how to know where everyone is on the ice, I believe. Here, I'll read it, I'll read it out loud to you here, Dan. Where is it here? Right there, Okay. Stick handling and having a sense of where everyone else is on the ice. Okay, so hockey IQ and stick handling. So I'll let you answer that one first. So is, has he played hockey before or is he kind of just starting out? He's just starting out wrecked. He's got sick gear though. All He's got all his buddies that play East Coast hockey. He's got all the sick twigs. He's got Tyler Toffoli's hockey bag he got. Like he's, he looks <laughs> legit. Just uh, he has well, to work on the game part. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll let you answer that first. You, you being uh, a coach in the Junior B League. We'll see your answer first. Okay, so, uh, well, Kyle, what I would say is uh, I did a golf ball, and I know you have lots of those at your house, and, you know, use two two tube socks or socks or pylons or pucks or whatever, and just start the candle in the house. If, if you're serious about getting good mitts, like, I don't know about you, Dan, but I'm still, I still stick candle at home, especially during COVID with there's nothing else to do, and I obviously teach skills, so I need my hands to be somewhat subpar. Uh, I think, you know, stick candle around the house, and then, you know, obviously portraying that to on the ice, um, you know, and obviously shooting pucks is obviously a huge thing, but at the same time, you know, learning how to just even start with your head down and looking at the puck and stick handle with it easy, nice and nice and easy, and then work your way into getting your head up and you know, getting your balance a little bit. So that's what I would say for stick handling. Um, you have anything more to add on that, Dan? No, you pretty much said it right. Like any anything like for stick handling, that's pretty basic, right? That's you stick handle a puck or a ball uh, off ice say a half hour a day every day for you know you're gonna get better your hands are gonna get better right so i think uh just little tricks like that as far as off-ice training one that would, that would help out your game definitely but absolutely uh, well and yeah. then so peps also asked too you know kind of knowing where everyone's going on the ice so that's like you know the old hockey iq saying i mean you what's the word i use I always use as a scout you, you you can't teach dumb is that the word I, is that the word the hockey scouts use uh, or you can't you can't teach stupid, but I'm not saying you're stupid. If you listen and you watch video and, and you and like, honestly, I still watch a ton of NHL video just to learn from my guys. But I'm still learning the game too. So, what I would say to you, Kyle, is, and it's the old saying goes, is what does Wayne Gretzky say? Don't go where the puck is, go where it's going to be, right? So, reading, reacting, knowing where your position is. Like I had to talk with Kyle about where he he plays left wing and he's off. He's the off off hand shot, right hand shot playing left side. So. He was telling me he's like a, a Joe Thornton. I said, I don't know, but. <laughs> and 
Yeah, I think uh, kind of what you just said pretty much. Um, one thing for uh, Kyle, right? That's who was asking? Yeah. Um, when you're playing direct, just predict, try and predict what the next play, what's going to happen at that second on the very next play. You know, if a guy's got the puck in the corner, just, stay, just kind of focus on, okay, where's he going to go with the puck? And kind of think about it before you, you know, think about it before you react, right? Kind of uh, focus on those little details of, as far as, okay, where am I going? Like you said, where, where am I going to be in this next player? Yeah. Right? And then the quicker you kind of do that, the quicker you'll be able to react and, and the other step line and, and play, right? So. Absolutely. Okay, Dan, quickly here before we just talk about obviously our guest. Um, so we had we had a little contest going away. We gained some followers, which is good. I appreciate it. Obviously, we both we all appreciate it. We want to try and get to that a thousand mark, that one K mark. So we still have three manscaped uh, weed whackers for your nostrils or your ears. Um, great product. I use it lots. Well, when I need to, I guess. If we get to a thousand followers, whether it's Twitter or Instagram, we're pushing for Instagram. It's a little easier. We're only about 150 away. So if we get to a thousand. And we'll say, what's, what's a good timeline, Dan? We said the new year, before New Year's Day. What should we do now? Um, let's say, I mean, let's just say before January 20th. How about that? Okay, I liked it. The 20th, the 19th of January. So the 20th January. Okay, so if we get 1,000 by then, we'll, we'll do another big giveaway. We'll give away three Manscaped um, Weed Whackers. And these things are money, like... I, I, I've used mine multiple times and they get the job done and also right to my next ad reader here for you guys check out Manscaped today lawnmowers, weed whackers, the ball toners anything you need for your Manscapes or your um, oh god I lost my train of thought now Ugh. it's time to groom groom your balls, your nuts take care of your facial hair, take care of everything and they got it all over at Manscaped. That's www.manscaped.com. And be sure to use the promo code HOSL20 for 20% off. And you get free shipping on every order. Check them out today, manscaped.com. Okay, Dan, quickly here. We have a great guest on today. Another beauty. Um, I don't know if you were, were you here for that one or not. Uh, no, I don't think it was. So I think it was a solo one again with Eric Griba, our guest today, episode 52. Uh, and this guy's a lot of fun, actually. You know, we talk about, obviously, hockey, and he played at Boston U. Um, you know, he's drafting the Western League, didn't play in the Western League, played college hockey, played pro, played in the NHL, played with guys like Ebbs and, you know, Nuge and uh, McDavid for a year. Um, and then we got into talking just about what he's doing now, and he has his own show, uh, Cooking with Gribes, cooks his own meat. He knows exactly where his meat's coming from. He does it all himself. Um, he's very into fitness now. This guy, uh, it was it was. It was a lot of fun. Like it was different because it was not your, you know, hockey and then retire and then you know I'm in I'm in the media or whatever it is. Nothing's a bad thing, but he just had a whole different story, which is kind of cool. So, um, yeah, thoughts on this one there, Dan? I mean, obviously you didn't you didn't be on that one, but from what I told you oh. about, about Eric, yes, he's kind of uh, he's a beauty. So, yeah, sounds like it's going to be a good episode. I'm looking forward to it, and um, that's pretty sweet. They're cooking with grabs. I might have to. Get into that and watch it and see what see the see some tricks that he's doing. Cause I should uh, get into stuff like that. Yeah, well, it's on YouTube. It's uh, cooking with Griba, cooking with Gribes. And uh, check it out. He's got lots of followers, listeners on there. So I know he's uh, loving that. And we uh, actually during or off off the pod, we talked uh, about uh, going to outside Saskatoon there this summer. The whole crew, 
uh, crushing some whiskeys and playing some golf and just talking hockey. So um, I'm always down for drinking. <laughs> I love it. Okay, well, I guess without uh, without further ado, I just send it on over now to Eric Graba. Hope you guys enjoy it. Glass Mountain Distillery's famous seasonal releases, Cherry Whiskey and Hazelnut Cream Liqueur, now available at retailers across the province and at the distillery. Get your Christmas shopping done before they're gone. Contactless pickup available at the distillery through our website at www.lastmountaindistillery.com. Alrighty, I'm pleased to be joined by another fellow Saskatchewan boy from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. He attended Boston University, played in the National Hockey League. A huge hunter, cooker, and all-around good guy. We're happy to welcome in Eric Griba. Thanks for joining the podcast today, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So what's going on, man? What's what's new in your life? What's what's happening in this whole 2020 COVID-19 era? What's going on? Uh, COVID. <laughs> COVID <laughs> is happening in my life, and that's... Uh... That's about it. I mean, just hunkering low and obviously not seeing friends and seeing a little bit of family, and that's that's about it. So, I, I, as I always do, Eric, I like to backtrack. You know, these interviews, these guys, and, and they're local. You know, where where they're from, and you grew up in Saskatoon as a youngster. I mean, I'm in Regina. I played hockey in Saskatoon for the Blazers. I mean, I want to know. You know, what was it like growing up in um, Saskatoon? Yeah, growing up in Saskatoon was great i mean um good good city lots to do good people um you know good sports programs um you know i played obviously hockey growing up and um, baseball and some soccer when i was younger and a little football in high school so um no good people good place i uh, i'm proud to call it home for sure Absolutely. Well, so, I mean, as I mentioned, I played there as well. You played for the Contacts, and I was always curious how that worked out for, especially you guys in Saskatoon. How did that work out? How did you get picked up to play for the Contacts, or was it a, hey, come here or come there kind of thing? Yeah, I think with the Contacts, it was more, it was just basically just, uh, well, I tried out for the Contacts and tried out for the Blazers, and I basically I think it was offered a spot on both teams um, right out of Bantam. And, um, yeah, picked the contacts just kind of felt felt like it was gonna be a better fit for me and um yeah it was great we ended up winning uh so i played them for yeah, I played them for two years yeah and i think it was our yeah my last year so my second year we won the uh the Palace Cup. yeah you guys were uh an absolute wagon that year you guys won what 38 games i think or something like that you guys lost three yeah, and yeah i think it ended up being yeah 38 something like that i wanted yeah it was crazy i won the max <laughs> tournament too like it was it was a very, uh, yeah, we're a very highly-touted team. <laughs> well, I was talking to Cody Danberg, captain of that team. He mentioned, uh, how did you get the nickname Lurch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a big tall kid. <laughs> 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 it was funny. So, um, and I even went as, we did with the, uh, our family went as the Adams family last Christmas, and I, was, I, I picked Lurch. <laughs> so I was, the, I was the butler again. <laughs> Pretty funny. <laughs> that's unreal all right so then i mean moving on now to you know you get drafted in the western league very high second round pick to portland you know you decided to uh, take the college road and play at the iconic you know bu you know what was the reasoning on not going to the western league were you a school guy where uh was that a parent choice or an agent choice just uh, kind of want to you know figure that out yeah it was obviously it was a very uh different path um for a 
a kid from Western Canada. Um, it basically came down to, you know, we asked the WHL to or Portland um, say, hey, we understand, like, in our family education is a big thing. So uh, we said, if you can guarantee that, that college money for even a couple of years after playing pro, yeah, then, well, like, I'll come. And they're like, no, like, the rule was then, like, you either had six months or your first pro game, and all that post-secondary education money is gone. Oh, so wow. I was, we're like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was starting to get some college interest. I'm like, well, let's see where this college thing goes. I'm starting to get some interest, and, um, you know, I, I wanted to get an education. I was going to do it at some point in my life, and I thought, well, yeah. maybe I can bang it off and kill two birds with one stone. So... What, what was it like playing in you know, Boston University? Like, who'd you play with? Like, what was the, the experience there like? Oh, I mean, it was awesome. I, 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 did, all, I did all four years there and, and got, a, got a business degree. Um, we won a national championship my nice. third year. And, I mean, I mean that, I heard you, that, that national championship team, that was the, I mean, that team was, like, full of studs. I think we had, I think it was 11 players that played in the NHL from that team. Oh, my. You know, we had Matt, Gil- Matt Gil- Gilroy won the Hobie Baker that year. And then, you know, start throwing around names like Kevin Shattenkirk, Nick, Nick Benino, Colin Wilson, um, Brandon Yip. I mean, our whole decor played in the NHL at one time or another. Wow. So, you know, you had you know, Brian Strait played with the Islanders and, and Pittsburgh. Um, myself, you know, David Rosofsky, he's bounced around a bunch of teams. Um Matt Gilroy, Kevin Shattenkirk, um, and then Colby Cullen played one or two games or something like that. So anyway, it was like, it was, uh, yeah, our team was, was stacked, to say the least. <laughs> I have to ask, what was it like playing with uh, Yipper? Hey, Yipper, what a beauty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not, many, there's not many other people out there like Yipper. He's, uh, yeah, he's one of a kind. He's a great dude. And uh, yeah, he was one of, the, one of the few Canadians that was on the team when I was there. So it's always... Always nice to have a few other uh, countrymen um, when you're still on the border. <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I kind of want to ask now. I mean, you go down there. I'm, I'm assuming you did your your what is it called? Your tour thing, or you go there for a week, or what was that yeah. like? And who were the guys showing you around campus, and um, maybe some hazing to an extent? Yeah. So there's um, just to think. I think I, I did three. I did three uh, three visits, three official visits. One to Boston University, one to Michigan, and one to North Dakota. Those are my top three wow. schools that I was interested in, uh, to choose from. And um, so, yeah, I visited there and then picked BU. Um, can't really remember who I – it would have been probably some some, juniors, some sophomores or juniors that, would have, that I had crashed with. I think it was Dan McGough and Brian McGurk I think I stayed with at BU. Um, I don't remember much of that. I know we were out partying. Quite a bit, <laughs> so. um, there wasn't really any hazing because – at that point, they're trying to eliminate it, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, they're trying to they're trying to get you there. Yeah. So they don't want to like shit on you too bad. Whereas you know, obviously, you know, when you're a rookie, you get there and things change a little bit. But yeah. you know, when they're when they're trying to recruit you, they're you know they they want you to come. So they're not going to shit on you on your official visit. <laughs> Fair enough. Alrighty, Eric. After school, you get selected in the NHL draft in the third round, to Ottawa. I mean, first off, how special was that for you? You know your family, all the hard work. Uh, just walk us through that whole experience. Yeah, no, that was a great. Uh, it was a great experience. I mean, I didn't go to the draft because I wasn't sure. 
I could have been anywhere between the second to fourth round was kind of, you know, where people were thinking I was going to go. So I said, ah, you know what, I'll, I'll stay at home. Um, so I mean, it's great. I stayed at home, and we uh, – I don't even think we had the draft. I don't even think it was – I feel it might have been only the first round was televised after that. Back then, I don't think it was the second round, you know, the following <laughs> rounds were televised. So I just got a call from my agent saying, hey, you got drafted by Ottawa, um, good organization – um, yeah, you got drafted by them in the third round. Yeah, cool. And then they called me, it. and that was uh, that was about it. So yeah, that was good. I was around a lot of friends and family, and um, that was a pretty cool day. So I, I asked the same question to you know Brad May and all the other guys that if we've asked about the draft. You know, what are some if, if you can remember some questions that you know were maybe like a little offside or whatever from the GMs asking, like just just to pick your brain. Um. I'm trying to think, at the, like, at the, you mean at the combine or whatever? The, yeah, uh, when they do their interviews, so, or whatever. Yeah, when you do the, the the combine stuff, you know, I can't remember that many crazy questions. I think for the most part, I think I only had like six or eight teams that I actually talked to at the combine. And actually, funny, Ottawa wasn't even one of them. Oh, really? Crazy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even talk to Ottawa. Um, yeah, I don't really remember any too, any crazy questions. I think it was, I mean. From what I remember, I mean, you're just, as a kid, you're a scared, shitless kid. Yeah. Trying not to fucking say something stupid. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> so, I mean, they could have asked me anything, and I probably would have just said yes or tried to find, you know, the right answer to say. Yeah. So. <laughs> Love it. All right, so then, you know, obviously in junior career, you play for a couple of Canadian teams. You know, you spent majority of your career in Ottawa and then three in Edmonton. You know, how awesome was it playing in Ottawa? Um, you know, you played with some great players in, you know, Albertson, Carlson, Spezza, and, you know, obviously yourself. Like, just walk us through your, your, your time in Ottawa. Yeah, we loved, uh, we loved Ottawa. Um, great city. Um, we had a couple of good years there with some good teams. And, you know, playing with some pretty, you know, legendary guys. Like, like you said, Al, you know, Alfie and Spezza and Phillips and um, Carlson and, and guys like that. Even though I got to play with, like, John Char for a year at the end of his career. Um, what was that like? Oh. Was that? I was just gonna ask, what was it like playing with uh, Gonchar for a year? Yeah, Gonchar's great. He's a he was the vet of vets. I mean, just super smart on the ice. You know, took care of himself. You know, knew pretty much everything about the game. Um, so no, it was uh, it was pretty cool playing with a, a D man like that. Just seeing how he how he processed the how he processed the game and everything like that. It was it was pretty cool. So, so after Ottawa, I mean, you, you go over and play Edmonton, another Canadian city, closer to home. Um, you know, you play with maybe one of the best players in the game in, obviously, Conor McDavid now, you know, Maroon, Hall, Ebbs. Like, like what was it like playing in Edmonton? Yeah, those are pretty um, pretty, special, pretty special players. The, uh, uh, I mean, starting off with, you know, like guys like Halsey and Everly and, um, you know, they're just crazy talented guys uh and then you know the, that next generation that kind of came in was um well i came at the same time as, as connor in terms of coming to the oilers uh but i mean it's just it's pretty amazing to see those guys play at the level that they're able to play at it's uh yeah it's wild i mean i always tell people like connor just has like a cheat code like he, <laughs> just, he steps on the he steps on the ice and he's just so efficient i'm just like the perfect hockey player it's just weird yeah. like, everything's just it's unbelievable to see the things you do you know obviously you see the stuff you 
everyone sees him and he does during the games, but I mean, even stuff he, you know, he doesn't practice, you're like, oh my God, like, <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, he's a definitely a nightmare to defend. Oh, that would be awesome to play with those guys. I can imagine. Well, and I kind of wanted to ask too. Like, you must have you know some good, some good funny stories from your you know your time in the in the National Hockey League. Sorry, you cut out there. Oh, sorry. Just uh, just some you know funny stories or good good stories that you remember playing in your time in the show. Yeah, well, I mean, the one that I've told a couple times lately. Um, we were well, I was in Edmonton, and we were. Headed, I think we're headed, yeah, we're heading to Nashville. I'm like, I always like to make dinner plans and stuff, and I like the uh, going out on the road and go for dinner and you know and everything like that. So we were on the we were just finished practice. We jumped on the plane and we were about to take off. I was like, okay, well, I'll make a dinner reservation tonight for like six of us. We we're like, okay, um, I'm like, and I'm like, whoever wants to come can come. I'm right, I'm, you know, I'm sitting at the card table because I was always one of the guys playing cards. Yeah. So, so we we're just kind of sitting there and. So I called this restaurant, and I think it was a Friday night, and I was like, hey, can I get a reservation tonight for 6, uh, whatever, 7 o'clock? And she's like, no, unfortunately, we're all booked up tonight. I'm like, oh, I'm like that's too bad. I really want to try your restaurant. Um, my name's Connor McDavid, and I'm coming in to, uh, we're, we're at the Edmonton Oilers, and we're coming in to uh, play the Predators tomorrow. And we, uh, I was wondering if you could you know, find some room for us. She's like, just hold on a second. She comes back like, okay, Mr. McDavid, you have a reservation at 7 o'clock for six people. <laughs> yeah. like, and the boys are just dying laughing. Like, you know, I'm like, hey, Connor, you, you got to come now. <laughs> just like, so you technically made the res. So. Did he end up coming? He came, though, obviously. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he came. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, that, to, to further into this, your, you know, your career talk, you end up in you know New Jersey for a short stint there. Uh, you know, how special was that playing in uh, just New Jersey, a little different? Yeah, it was, honestly, it was really, it was really different. Um, just being my whole career on Canadian teams, um, and obviously cold weather climates, and then going to, you know, being in New Jersey, and I was up and down between New Jersey and, and Binghamton, um, kind of throughout the years, just up and down. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was cool. Like, I mean, I, I really liked the fact that we didn't have to, I mean, obviously wasn't living in New York, but I could jump on like the path train, which is a train that takes you across the Hudson. And I could be from like the rink down the rink in New Jersey and, and, yeah. and, and then come out, I mean, right by world trade center at the South tip of Manhattan and then go up and go for dinner and do whatever the hell you want. Like it was super convenient. So if you, so like change, I remember during training camp, my, my wife, we just had a kid, and my wife and the kid weren't there. They stayed at home here until we figured out kind of where I was going to land. And um, so then um, I'd say probably like three times a week during training camp, I'd be like, I'd be like, screw it, I'll go, I'm going to go for dinner in New York. So I found all these like great restaurants and bars and like cool scenes over in, uh, over in New York. Yeah, it was, I, was, I enjoyed that. That was pretty sweet. Absolutely, that would be a that that'd be a great time. Just going to New York, just to hang out and you know see what they have to offer. Obviously, with it being the Big Apple, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So you know, Eric, I mean, you retired in 2018. Only a couple of years removed from pro hockey life, uh, you end up playing in you know Kindersley Senior Hockey. Like, you know, I, I before I ask this question, you know, I I scout hockey. My boss, Rich Pilon, you know, he played senior for you know a handful of games and. He says the guys are just different. So, like, the question is, like, are guys trying to like run you and fight you and, and you know just trying to be like 
Like, you know what I mean? No, like, like I a meatball? Yeah, no, like, I didn't have, I mean, people were, like, telling me, like, oh, what are you doing? Like, you guys going to run you? And I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, maybe. But, I mean, I played it, and, like, no one ran me. No one did anything. Like, no one tried to fight me. It was just, but I also wasn't out there, like, trying to kill guys either. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like, I, I think it probably, I think the guys, people probably knew, too. Like, okay, like, if I really wanted, I could probably beat the shit out of, you know, most guys on that ice. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, I didn't. I mean, yeah. I, I just, I didn't run into a single issue with someone being, you know, being a dick, being a dickhead trying to start something or be a, be an asshole. So, it was good. I liked it. I mean, I got to play some, uh, some senior hockey. I got to play the power play, which was nice. So it was, uh, <laughs> oh, I, had, I had fun. That's awesome. All right, okay, and now I want to ask you, I mean, obviously moving out of hockey, like talk, you know, I have was doing a lot of research over the time here for this interview. I mean, I know you're involved, you're heavily involved in the business world. Um, what sorts of things have you got going on? I know you have a cooking show. Let's, uh, let's talk about that. Yeah, so I got my, my uh, cooking and hunting show on, on Wild TV. It's called Grilling at Driver, and it's uh, basically, yeah, like whatever I hunt, then I find you know i show people new ways to cook that wild game and i mean it's basically stuff that i do every day anyway i don't hunt every day but i mean i'm pretty much cooking wild game all the time yeah um so it was, it was a kind of a natural fit for for me to do this and this I, I really like showing people that especially people that don't hunt and maybe don't eat wild game that often like and you know it's delicious and it's it's very versatile and people you know a lot of people have a kind of a bad a bad taste in their mouth or, you know, they don't think it's good or anything like that. I'm like, man, like, I'll, I've eaten, I, I cook bear and it's delicious. Wow. So <laughs> there's, there's a million different things you can do with, with these animals. And, it's, and I, and I love it too, that it's, you know, I was there to harvest the animal and I process everything and I'm there every step of the way. I mean, I'm not, we don't send our stuff to the butcher shops. Like we do, we do everything. So I know, how my meat has been handled. I know how that yeah. all, all that protein has been treated and handled. And um, yeah, so I'm there from from in the field to in the pan. Wow, that's crazy. Well, and I kind of want to ask, like, you know, I'm sure people want to know, like, where are you hunting? Like, are you going certain places? Are you leaving the you know the province? Or like, what's a, a day in the life of grab a you know hunting? Um. Well, COVID kind of threw a wrench yeah. that. I had some. I had some plans. I was going to go to Argentina this year. Oh, wow. Do a red stag hunt, but then that got, that got canceled because of, um, kind of, because that's when COVID was starting to ramp up in the spring. And, uh, so I didn't do that. Uh, so, but I stuck around Saskatchewan here and did my filming and hunted, hunted here. So I hunted mule deer and probably extra moose and, um, shot some, you know, did some waterfowl. And so, yeah, no, we're, our freezer, our freezer is full, and I got a, I got a lot of good content to, uh, to get edited up for next season. Dude, that's awesome, and I'll definitely be checking that out. And where can people, uh, you know, listen and find that? I, I know you mentioned it, but where can they find it if they don't have cable or, or that stuff? Sorry, I can't hear you. Sorry, I just like where can uh, people, you know, watch your show or find it on YouTube? Yeah, or, so like, it's on, uh, yeah, it's on Wild TV, and so you can catch it on. Uh, you can, the wild tv channel but you also I mean jump on my instagram because i'm usually doing lots of stuff and posting things on my instagram um whether it's you know new recipes or i don't know anything right now i'm doing a advent calendar 
<laughs> I'm doing a, 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 a nude, ad, no, when I say nude, it's the drinks. Yeah, yeah. Like the vodka sodas or whatever, advent calendar. So I'm, I'm doing, you know, my 25 days or whatever of that. So I yeah, always just kind of mess around having fun on my Instagram. So that's usually a good place to, uh, to see what I'm up to and, and uh, yeah, keep tabs on what I've been doing. Awesome. Okay, so I, I know when we were talking, you know, over the last, you know, three, four months here before we got you on, uh, I know you golf. How much are you golfing these days? I mean, obviously with COVID and even newly that are a, a newborn kind of thing. What's uh, what's your golf schedule like? Yeah, you know what? My golf, I I used to golf a heck of a lot more than I do now. Now I'll golf a few times a summer on my own, you know, with, with buddies and stuff, and then I'll do the charity tour. But obviously those all those golf tournaments were canceled this year because of COVID. Um, you know, yeah, that, my last round this year, man, actually – Actually, I only golfed once this year because I had a sore back and I didn't really want to push it. Yeah. And and COVID too. But man, I think that one that one round, I mean, I was throwing <laughs> darts out there. Where was like, it? Man, I should do uh, where were we? Um Willows. We have a golf of Willows. Oh yeah. Great track. Yeah, I know it is good. I, I love I love the Willows because it's got the diversity of all of the different courses and yeah, you don't always have to golf the same the same the same run so no it's good so i kind of want to ask you obviously whether when you you were playing pro were you guys golfing anywhere like certain places and stuff like when you're on the road or even even off season um like on the road i never golfed on the road um i shouldn't say i think we did a couple times when we had long layovers but other guys would bring like their clubs or sometimes would bring clubs with lots of guys would bring clubs like i remember alfredson and carlson golf all the time on the road like whenever we go down to florida (laughs) Or out, like in LA, like they always were golf. Or yeah, they were always out golfing. Um, me, I mean, I started bringing my bow on the road. So I'm like days <laughs> off. I'd like travel with my bow, and I'd go like find an archery range in whatever city, and just go sling some arrows for to kill some time and just do whatever. So that was my that was my thing on the road was 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 archery. So I had like the special bow case that I could fit my bow in. And all my clothes. So I just threw that out of the plane, and that was it. That's awesome. All right, so I got to ask now, too, Eric. I mean, obviously, you know, you played hockey. Now you're doing your business, and you're hunting, and all that fun stuff. And obviously, it's leading to a job. I mean, me being a hockey coach and a scout as well, like, are, was there has ever thought of you coaching in the near future or scouting at all? No, no. I, uh, I don't really want to coach or scout at any time. I've had a good run of the game, and I'm I'm more interested in, in hunting and cooking and um, business things than, than the game of hockey. So the game of hockey gave me a lot, but I'm kind of the point now where I think I just want to uh, step away and let the, let the professionals do it. Yeah, fair enough. All right, Eric, uh, one last note here before we go into our questions uh, from the gallery. You know, it's just some advice for a youngster listening today, what it takes to make it. You know, whether it be in sports or life or business or just whatever you got for us. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think to be successful in sports as well as, as life, I mean, I think the two biggest things that are going to help a young, a young person succeed is, is hard work is, is probably the number one. But two, the other one is also uh, being coachable and being able to learn. Like listen to your coaches. Listen, to, you know, listen to those people trying to teach you things. You know, don't be a don't be a know-it-all. Don't pretend that you know. Yeah, you know everything, and you don't have to 
Yeah. You don't have to, you know, listen to, to, to your people who are older and more wise. I mean, so that was kind of, those were always two things that, I mean, I took pride, pride in, in my game and, and, and my personality is, you know, I, I worked really hard and I was able to learn. Like, I'm very, very coachable. I would, I would take, I could take criticism well and apply it to, you know, make myself better. Absolutely. Alrighty, we'll go into our uh, segment now. Questions from the gallery sponsored by Divots Indoor Golf. We all know golf outdoors in Saskatchewan is no longer a thing due to the weather. So why not continue to keep your game up to par than heading on down to Divots Indoor Golf? Great food, service, beers, and so much more. Divots Indoor Golf located on Rochdale Boulevard in Regina, Saskatchewan. Alrighty, Eric. First question, favorite beverage? Uh, alcoholic or non-alcoholic? <laughs> uh, alcoholic. <laughs> Um, bourbon. Really? You know that I just found yeah. out actually. We we did um we went for one of our sponsors last night distillery. We went to their distillery, yes, and uh, I didn't know that bourbon is just old aging rye. Yeah. Do you know that? Yeah. Okay, I did. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> it's just aged longer. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, uh, pregame ritual. You know, I didn't have many rituals, but I was very routine orientated. So, I mean, I I would go through. I guess my whole thing was you could basically say my whole thing was a ritual because I'd always kind of you know stretch at the same time, do for the most part the same warm up, the same stretch, um, you know, all in the same order. Just because, yeah. So I mean, you can call that superstition, but um, you know, that's just my routine, and I and I stuck really close to that. Fair enough. All right, uh, one of your best locker room stories from your time in uh, the NHL. Oh, um, I don't know. I mean, there's so yeah, God, there's so many. Uh, <laughs> I honestly, I love like I could probably have a hundred of them, but stories with Joey Moss were like that guy was the absolute best. I mean, we got to mess with him so much, and he'd mess with us and. Um, I don't know. But one of the cool ones, I think, was when we were uh, we played it. We're waiting. We're playing. We're, we're playing the outdoor game in Winnipeg, and there was a big delay because of I think it was weather or the game before. Some anyway, there was a big delay. Yeah, it froze, so we right? Were like, yeah, and the outdoor right there. So we uh, so we're waiting and waiting, like waiting hours for this game. We're all in, like half gear and just waiting to go and. Um, I remember Joey was just like hammering back hot dogs, and then we had a arm, <laughs> me and him had an arm wrestling, uh, arm wrestling competition. And actually posted that when he passed away. There, I posted it on my Instagram. Uh, someone took a video of me and Joey <laughs> having an arm wrestling match. And, yeah, he was a he was a pretty special dude. But yeah, lots of stories involving him. Alrighty, yeah. Uh, one thing people wouldn't know about you. Tough one because I'm a pretty open book. <laughs> yeah. Um, what people don't know about me. Um, I'm a super early riser. Yeah, so I notice I, that actually. The way you text sometimes. <laughs> yeah, like it's at five thirty. If I'm like, if I'm, yeah, like, I had some, yeah, I had some cocktails last night. And I slept in until seven today. So that seven o'clock is a sleep in for me. So I mean, I'm usually up at five thirty. Between five and six, we usually about five thirty. I'm up and uh, up and ready to go. Wow, I'm the opposite. A few cocktails last night, and I was up at ten. Battle. 
you know what? I, I got to watch you know your first NHL goal. I know who's passing that. Nice pass from Turris. Um, yeah, you, you want to tell everyone where it was and obviously how special that that moment was for you. Well, yeah, it was a I think it was a three on two, and I was following up the play, and Terry laid one up into the high slot, and yeah, I really stepped I, I stepped into it. I was trying to I was trying to <laughs> rip it high, but I I let a worm worm burner go right on the ice on five pole, and uh, uh, yeah, that was, was a pretty special one. Um, I forget who the coach of the it was against Tampa. I forget who the coach of Tampa was, uh, but. They were, a ter- they were terrible that year. And that was the game he got fired the next day. And I get, mine was the game-winning goal. So I was like, ah, oh, shit, I got that coach fired. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this is a good one, too. We asked all these, you know, former NHL players, um, cheapest guy you played with? <laughs> oh, yeah, there's some serious cheap guys out there. Uh, cheapest guy played with. Cheapest guy played with. Um, Chris Neal. Really? Chris Neal? Yeah, I think Neal was super cheap. <laughs> well, that's different than Commies. He was telling us that uh, Nick Lindstrom was the cheapest guy to play with. I couldn't believe it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, I think I did hear that from some of the fellas. That some of the only guys that Lindstrom was super cheap. He had the, the Raptor arms. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he's so rich today, though, probably. So, not a bad yeah. thing, yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, favorite golf course in Saskatchewan? Ooh, I got to go with Dakota Dunes. Yeah, that is a I hidden the, gem. I, I, I like love it. The dunes. Uh, where's oh favorite thing to hunt? Ooh, favorite thing to hunt. Uh, I'd say waterfowl, like ducks and geese, are my favorite. It's super social. You get to hang out with people. You don't want to be that quiet. Um, yeah, I, I would say waterfowl is my number one thing to hunt. Alrighty, and then uh, forgot who wrote this in here, but they asked, "How is skating with Greg in the summers?" Oh, so it's Greg uh, is my uh, he was my skating skills coach here at Saskatoon. Um, yeah, Greg's awesome. He's a big reason why uh, he's a big reason why I, I had you know the career, the career that I had. I mean, he was very very intelligent, very good coach, um, and really helped me with my game like a lot. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of props go to him for helping me out and getting me uh, to where to where I was able to get to. Already, Eric, any last, you know, funny story that you can think of, uh, one of your best maybe, and if not, then uh, I think that's it then, man. Jeez, I just, yeah, you know, I don't know if I got any more good stories like that. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate you having me on, though. It's been fun. Absolutely, Eric. Well, I, yeah, again, thanks for coming on the show. We'll have to do it again, hopefully in person when COVID is settled and finished yeah, up with. Um, do it over some beers. Absolutely. All right, man, well, stay safe and keep working hard. Good luck. All right, take care. Bye. Coors Light is the official light beer of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. It's also the official beer of watching 2013 reruns, catching up on video calls, and wearing the same sweats as you did yesterday. Visit your local retailer for great prices on 18, 24, 36 can packs. Coors Light, made to chill. 52 with Eric Griba. This will be now our last podcast before the new year. Um, you know, Dan, obviously, I know, I know you would have heard it now. We, and again, we talked hockey and, you know, playing at BU and uh, cooking with gribes, golf. Um, you know, just a lot of fun with Eric. He was, he was a different podcast. Uh, I know and now we talk quite a bit now, which is kind of sweet. But we talked about, you know, what he's doing now and obviously with all his success. So 
Um, any last thoughts on the, on the pod there, Dan? Yeah, it was a good one. Um, definitely interesting, interesting uh, life that he's living now compared to other retirees up in the NHL. But um, like I said, I'm going to get into the get into his YouTube channel there. Uh, Cooking with Grimes is what you said it was called, right? Yeah. Yeah. So get into that and uh, maybe take some tricks and tips away from him. So yeah, it was a great episode. <laughs> I love it. Hey, quickly, you should get uh, the PGA 2K21 game. It's deadly. Yeah, I don't have it yet. I got to get it. Uh, have you played with some of the listeners? I haven't yet. I put out a post the other day. Obviously, you would have saw that. Uh, everyone everyone acted like they were pretty sweet. So if you guys got any nuts, let's play then. You're right. You're right. Want to play yeah. us? I got a game. Oh, yeah. I'll play. We'll put 20 bucks in the line. And maybe uh, we'll play for Manscaped. <laughs> there you go. Just kidding. But yeah, actually, no, I'm excited though because I know Brandon Romancic, the pro out in Swift Current there, is creating Elmwood, which is where the men's amateur will be played this year. Uh, so I'm going to be just having all my yard books ready to go for that event. Um, but yeah, it's an, it's a fun game, man. It's pretty pretty true to real life golf. Obviously, it's a video game, but it you know it's mentally um, frustrating if you hit a bad one and uh, if you don't um, you know figure it out for the next shot, it's going to hurt you and haunt you. So. Check out the PGA 2K21 game. It's unreal. Check out our gamer tags. I don't know what the hell Troy's name is. It's like Papa, or no, Troy's is Yort or Trout69-1303, I think, and I'm PapaCoach22. And uh, what's your haggle? D-Hags with two Zs. D-Hags with two Zs. So check us out. Alrighty, this is it for the week. Here's our pod. Well, and as obviously Daniel's not here, so we have the music playing in the background. Hopefully it's not too loud, but Dan's still here. I appreciate it, Dan, as always. I look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Actually, so now today, tonight at 7 p.m. with Cody Fajardo, your Saskatchewan Rough Riders quarterback, QB1. Oh, am I excited for that one? We have a great list of guests coming up in the new year here, so stay tuned. Follow us, subscribe, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from. Um, and if you have questions, DM us. You want to talk about something else? You want to come on the show? Maybe we'll get you on the show. We'll do a, a feature with a follower. Just hopefully we don't get catfish or something. So, <laughs> um, But, yeah, anyhow, Dan, as always, I appreciate you coming on. My co-host, uh, have a great uh, week, and we'll talk to you soon. Maybe down on the outdoor rink this week. For sure, man. Let's get on the OBR and shoot some pucks. Deadly. All right, Dan, take care, and we'll talk to you soon. Yep, you too, man. Bye. See ya. All right, listeners, have a great Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Come on down to Divots Indoor Golf. Play some golf. They're open. They're good. They're fun. See you.